Uh, as I said earlier, my name is Dave, and um, really special service today that we're looking forward to. Now, t- child dedication, in case you've never been to a child dedication, I just want to give you a little bit of an introduction to what we're doing this morning and why we do it. Um, child dedication <clears throat> is a way for us as a church to honor God's heart towards children. And I'm going to explain that in a few minutes. It's also a way, so, so in one sense, we're here to say that we believe children are a blessing from the Lord. We believe that children are a blessing from the Lord. And, and I hate to say this, but not everyone believes that, right? Not everyone in our society believes that. Not everyone in ancient times believed that. We believe that children are a blessing from the Lord. And um, we also believe that, chil- that being a parent is extremely hard. It's extremely hard, and um, my wife and I have five kids, and our oldest is 13, our youngest is five, and um, so I can attest personally to just how difficult children can be, and our, our kids, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you, our kids are not perfect, um, our kids are just as rambunctious and difficult as most, if not, yeah, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. And uh, my wife and I have struggled many, many times. We've, we've, been, we've seen counselors. We've tried medications at times. And I'm not going to get all the details. But it's, we've had a difficult journey at times. It's been hard. And there's no way that we could do this without a local church family behind us. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, we are here today, to, to the, and these parents are here today, to admit their need for help. They're asking for God's help today, and they're asking for our help today. And that's how it's supposed to be. That's one of the reasons that God created and designed the local church is so that moms and dads could be who they're called to be and do what they're called to do in their families. We're not meant to do this alone. We need each other to be the kind of parents and to pass on our faith to our kids, to be a godly example to our kids, to protect and nurture our kids. We need each other for that. There's no way any of you could do that on your own. And so that's the step, one of the steps that these parents are taking today. Maybe you're wondering, well, what, where did child dedication come from? Um, I, I baptized my children as infants. Maybe you're wondering, why aren't we christening or baptizing um, these children here today? And uh, the first thing I'd like to say is we, we respect those faith traditions that do baptize infants and babies. We think that's a good thing and that the parents who take that step have very good intentions when they do that. But we also, we also don't believe that that's a complete thing. In other words, when someone chooses to baptize an infant— they're not saying, okay, now that our child is baptized, they're right with God. They're acceptable to God. There's nothing else we need to do. Um, anyone who baptizes an infant, hopefully, believes that their child will choose to follow Jesus one day for themselves. And that's what we want for these children. In fact, in the Bible, child dedication actually predates baptism by well over a thousand years. And it was a practice that the ancient forefathers did. They, blessed, they would bless their children and give them over to God. We see Hannah doing it with her son Samuel in 1 Samuel 1. And it's a very significant thing. And so what we're, just, we're just following in their footsteps today. We're handing these children over to God and saying, God, these, are, these children belong to you. Do with them whatever you see fit. Protect them, nurture them, lead them to Jesus. That's, that's what we're doing here today. And so I'm not here to prove to you today that, you know, we're doing it right and, and the other churches are doing it wrong. That's not what this is about at all. Um, we just believe that the Bible teaches that someone should choose to be baptized because of what God has done for them in Jesus. 
and that hopefully these kids, we're going to dedicate them here this morning, but hopefully one day they'll choose to follow Jesus for themselves, and then they'll choose to be baptized. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I wanted to share a a brief passage with you this morning from one of the Gospels, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10. And and, um, this is probably a, a, a narrative that most of you will be familiar with, or maybe you've seen a picture on someone's wall. Uh, depicting this scene. This is uh, Mark chapter 10, verses 13 to 16. If you have your Bible, you can, you can follow along with me if you'd like to. And this is what we read. People were bringing their little children to Jesus to have him touch them, which means to bless them. And, uh, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. And he said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. So what we have here is there's this group of parents, and they're bringing their children. And the language of the original text indicates that these are mostly babies uh, or or not even a year old, most of the children. They're bringing them to Jesus for Jesus to bless them. And the disciples are basically trying to protect Jesus from these children. They, for some reason, they think Jesus needs protection from the children, that that he shouldn't be bothered with these children. Maybe they think Jesus is too important to be um, bothered with these children. Whatever it is, they don't want these babies around Jesus. They don't like what's going on. And Jesus, we're told, becomes angry. That's what's what indignant means. He was angry. And there's only four places that I know of in the entire uh, New Testament where we're told that Jesus became angry, and this is one of them. For whatever reason, this made Jesus angry. And what is he angry about? He's angry that his disciples are trying to keep these parents from bringing these babies and children to him. He's angry about that. And he actually says to them, You need to become like these children, or you have no part with me. If you don't become like one of these little children or babies, you cannot ever enter the kingdom of God, or you'll never get close to God. And that's a very strong and harsh indictment on the disciples. So what does Jesus mean by that? What did he mean by that? There's been a lot of debate about that. Did he mean that the disciples—and he's talking to us too, by the way. He's talking to us. He's telling us that if we don't become— like a little infant or child, that we will never get into God's kingdom. What does he mean? Does he mean that, we, that children have some quality or, or character traits that we don't have that we need to learn to develop? Like, you know, children are humble or they're innocent or they're spontaneous or they're accepting. Is it something like that? If it was some kind of character quality, Jesus doesn't tell us. And, and if it was that important, if it was so important that if we didn't have that character, that we wouldn't be able to get into the kingdom, then why didn't Jesus tell us what that quality is? So I don't think that that's what Jesus is saying at all. I actually think, if you you think about who's coming to Jesus, they're bringing these, basically, babies to Jesus. I think it's pretty obvious what it is. It's, It's not something that they have that we need. It's something that they don't have. And what is it that babies don't have? They don't have any power. They don't have any rights. They don't have any ability to survive on their own. They're weak. They're helpless. And they're basically empty. A a baby or a young child 
can't survive unless someone feeds them, unless someone clothes them, unless someone takes them as their own and takes care of them. A baby can't take care of itself. It just has no ability to provide for itself. It's completely and utterly dependent on someone else to take care of it. So that's what Jesus is saying that we need in order to be able to relate to God. And he's saying that we have to relate to God that way. We have to become weak and helpless and utterly dependent on God. We have to basically come to God empty-handed. We, um, a couple weeks ago, we started a new series uh, here at Crosspoint called The Upside-Down Kingdom. And we've been just starting a journey through the Sermon on the Mount, through Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount in Matthew uh, 5, 6, and 7. And, and the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at just the Beatitudes. Uh, the Beatitudes are found in Matthew chapter 5. It's, it's those um, eight or nine things that Jesus said, here's what a follower of God looks like. You know, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are uh, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. And all those, all those um, blessed, blessed statements that Jesus made. And he's saying... These are the people in the world who are truly happy, people who are like this. And the first thing Jesus says, and we looked at this a couple weeks ago, is blessed are the poor in spirit. And what we discovered is that that beatitude is the one beatitude that all of the other ones are built on. That's the, that's the one that everybody absolutely needs if they want to relate to God the right way. If you want to get close to God— if you want to know God, if you want to know what God is truly like, if you want to have a relationship with God, if you ever hope to get into God's kingdom one day, you must be poor in spirit. That's what Jesus said. Poor in spirit. You have to realize how utterly weak and helpless you are spiritually. You have to realize that you have nothing to offer God. Nothing in your life, nothing in your heart makes you acceptable to God. We all fall short of God's standard. We all fall short of God's glory. Not a single one of us, not a single human being besides Jesus, could, had anything to boast about before God, ever. We all come to God with nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> and we ask for God's salvation. We ask for God's help. That's what it means to be poor in spirit, is to come to God. In fact, Jesus says, that's what it means to be happy. <laughs> Jesus said that's what it means to be happy. Happiness is coming to God empty-handed. And when you do that, God, the kingdom is yours. God is yours. God will show himself to you. He'll speak to you. He'll, he'll give you himself. He'll give you access to him. The, so the, if the question is, what do I need to give God? What do I need to get access to God? It's nothing. I mean, you just come to God and admit your absolute poverty, your, your emptiness. And, and when we think about children, I, I, I am convinced that this is what Jesus had in mind when he's talking about children. That's what they have. That's, that's the one thing that we need. We need, to, we need to be poor in spirit. When I think about my kids, and, and as I said, they're getting older now, they're still little. They're still kids, you know. But when I think about my kids and when they were really little, something that is just precious about kids is they're not ashamed to be totally dependent on their parents. That's one thing we love about kids, right? That's one thing Jesus loves about kids and God loves about kids. They're not ashamed 
of their weakness. They're not ashamed of their neediness. They're not ashamed to approach their mom and dad, you know, in tears, totally broken, upset, hungry, naked, and they just put their hands up and say, hold me, you know, feed me, just cuddle me. I, just, I need you right now. That's, that's what's precious about kids, right? And what parents, you know, what mom, what dad wouldn't just, you know, look at their kid as a hot mess and just pick them up and just hold them and let them cry on their shoulder. That's, that's what's beautiful about poverty and spirit. That's what Jesus is saying we need when it comes to God. And adults, let me tell you, adults have a very hard time relating to God this way. We have a hard time relating to anyone this way. No adult wants to be needy. No adult wants to admit that we're weak and helpless. None of us want to do that. None of us want to go to God and just, you know, lay out on the floor and just cry out to him for his presence. But Jesus is saying that's the one thing we have to do. We have to come to God this way, like a little child, poor, naked, helpless, and just say, God, feed me, clothe me, help me. Have any of you ever approached God? Have Have any of you ever cried out to God that way? When you do that, Jesus says, you are truly alive. You are on the verge of true happiness when you approach God that way. That's the point. That's the point. One of my favorite parables in, in, in the New Testament that J- Jesus ever told, you've probably, you're probably familiar with it, the parable of the prodigal son. There's a father, he has two sons. The younger son comes to him one day. He asks for his inheritance early. He goes out, the father gives it to him. It, he, it, was, it would have been insulting to his father to do this, but the father gives him the inheritance anyway. He goes out, he spends his, he spends his inheritance, he wastes it on reckless living. He finds himself at the end of his rope. He has no food. He's, he, he just, he stinks. He has, no, he has just the clothes on his back. He's taking care of pigs. He's a hired hand on a farm, and he finds himself longing to be fed with the pig food. And then he sort of comes to his senses, and he realizes, man, if I would just go back to my father's house and beg him for mercy just to hire me on as a hired servant, maybe my father would take me back, not as a son, but as a hired servant. So he goes home, and when he's within sight, his father, the picture of the father is he's looking out over the landscape waiting for his son to come home. Every day, looking, when is he going to come home? He sees his son off in the distance. He runs. The father runs out to meet him. The, father, the son had this plan, this, this, uh, you know, this restitution plan that he was going to give the father, this proposal to get back in his father's household. The father won't even let him tell it to him. He won't even let him finish. He just throws his arms around him. He hugs him. He kisses him. He tells, says to his servants, go get my robe, the best robe. Give him the best ring. Give him the sandals for his feet. Kill the fattened calf. We're going to have a party and invite the whole town because my son was lost and is found. He was dead and he's alive. And the son looked horror. I mean, the son was a mess. He had nothing. He had nothing to give his father. He had disgraced his father. He had insulted his father. And yet the father's grace is bigger than all of that. The son comes back home to him empty-handed and the father takes him back. 
He gives him his best stuff. He welcomes him back into the family. Meanwhile, the older brother is out in the field working. He had always worked hard. He had never disobeyed his father. He was the faithful son. He never brought shame to his father. And yet he is too proud to come into the father's feast. This is a picture of God, by the way. The father's a picture of God. And Jesus is telling us there's two ways to approach God. You can approach God and say, God, look at me. Look at how good I am. Look at all that I've done for you. Look how faithful I've been. And then there's the way to approach God, just coming to him and throwing yourself on his mercy with nothing. Which one is welcomed by God? (laughs) That's what that parable is about. So what does that mean for parents today? What does it mean for the parents who are here today dedicating their children? Here's what, because I I don't tell you that story to tell you, hey, look, child dedication is biblical. That's why we're doing it. That's not at all why I'm telling you this story. This is about the way that we relate to God. That's what this is about. This is us knowing God. That's That's what the whole Bible's about. How can we know God? How can we experience God's presence and God's salvation? So parents, as you set out on this journey, and some of you are well along on the journey to to raising your kids. What Jesus is saying is you need to show your kids how to depend on God. You need to show your kids that you need God and that you're desperate for him. You need to show your kids that you need God for everything. Your kids should see you depending on God. They should see you Reading your Bible. They should see you on your knees praying. They should hear you talking about God. They should hear you talking about Jesus with other people. They should see you making sacrifices for Jesus and and even suffering for Jesus. They should see just how needy you are when it comes to God, that you depend on God for everything. That's the best thing that you could do for your kids is to show them how awesome God is and then really just get out of the way. Let them come to Jesus. Because you know what else is great about kids? Kids are attracted to Jesus because of who he is and because of how needy they know they are. And that's a beautiful thing. And so in some, in some ways, we're just saying to God, to, we're just saying this morning, God, we need you, we depend on you, and whatever you want for our kids is fine with us. Even if it means that someday we won't be able to be involved, as involved as we want to in our kids' lives, that's okay with us. Help us to just get out of the way. And then give our... Just, you guys, all we're asking these parents to do today and what they're doing today is they're doing what the parents in, in Jesus' day did. They're bringing their kids to Jesus so that they can be truly happy. And that's something that we talk about every single week. As we say, you will never be truly happy until you give yourself fully to Jesus. Until you trust Jesus with everything. That's the, key, that's the only way you'll ever experience happiness and peace in this life. And that's what we want for these children here this morning. And that's why this is so important. is because we're admitting our need for God to protect these kids and to nurture them. And we're, the parents are admitting their need for the local church to come alongside them and pray for them and help them and support them. You know, and, and that's what we're doing. Church, I want to say something to the church right now before we move on. We're saying here today that we love these kids and that we 
are going to be, we're ready to sacrifice for these families when they need it. Because we know how hard it is to be a parent. How many of you know how hard it is to be a parent? What, five of you? Come on, really? I mean, you know. So let's come alongside these families and uh, support them today. So.